0: We have a transmission coming in. It says, The adorable boys are here. Cow towers, beware. This is gonna get messy. Adorable boy, disciples and newcomers alike, congratulations! You have made it to this edition of the Adorable Boy Podcast. So glad to have you on here. Um, we are here to stop kowtowing, and kowtowers should be scared. So, gonna actually just gonna this isn't what we usually do. We're gonna jump right into the podcast war. Podcast war, and we're doing that because uh, you know it's just fresh in my mind. Me and, Frank and beans were discussing. Uh, Doing some show prep earlier, just right before we cracked the mics here. And I just thought we had something planned for the podcast war, but then this video came up and, um, and also I was told that Jim Cornette made a, Jim Cornette made a veiled reference to us on his podcast. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to listen. I went to it. Do you know those things are three hours long? I mean, who could sit there and listen to that guy for three hours? Whoever does deserves a, a medal. But I don't I don't imagine many people do. I don't know. Um there are a lot of, you know, idiots out there though. But we you know what I'm sorry. They're not idiots. They're just ignorant. Ignorant, you know, and stupid and, and dumb. And the adorable boys are here to to save them from themselves. So anyway, uh I'll try to get a clip. I just this was just you know, I just got told this like seconds before we we went on here. We had a hard start today too so cuz I got to get out of here early. Um so I'll I'll try to find someone who knows what he said about us but Jim I'm sure it wasn't nice I'm sure it wasn't flattering cuz we all know how Jim Cornette rolls. But whatever your words say Jim they don't matter because we're producing unique, consistent, hilarious and thought-provoking content and you're getting on the on the I guess you use a microphone you might as well not cuz what you're saying it would would be better to be lost in the ether but anyway you get on the microphone and you babble on and on and on about your hate for this guy and that guy and blah 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 so whatever you had to say Jim I get I'm going to hear it eventually but it doesn't matter cuz your words are meaningless your vocabulary your vocabulary is limited and your 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 thoughts are jaded with hatred. So that's what I have say about that. So, And the podcast war. I got a little bit of a setup to do here. Um, again, this is actually a... I just got sent this video. Uh, but I've seen it before. It's a wrestling video. And it has Sting and the Four Horsemen. When Sting was part of the Four Horsemen. This is just... If you're not a wrestling fan, the Four Horsemen is just a group of wrestlers. That's all you really need to know. Uh, it's Sting, Arn Anderson... Rick Flair and Ole Anderson, they're in the ring being interviewed by uh, Terry Funk. It's on the start of this video, I'm looking at it right now. It's on YouTube if you want to find it. So, in this video, Sting gets kicked out of the horseman, and, and it gets violent. And, you know, it's all storyline, whatever. But, um, there's a familiar voice on commentary, and it's Jim Cornette. And I, this is timely, because last week Sting came back in the uh, AEW wrestling uh Federation, whatever, league, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just big news right now. And everyone loves it. I don't know. I'm sure Jim Cornette hates it when he's insulting Sting, I would think. I don't know. But I would think. So, anyway, I saw this video. And the horsemen are kicking... Sting is a great guy. And the horsemen are kicking him out. Ole Anderson is kicking him out of the group. And, and Sting doesn't like it. And eventually, the horsemen turn violent on Sting. And it's three on one. So, you know, Sting doesn't have much of a chance. So I'm gonna hit play, and very quickly, you're gonna hear a familiar voice and what he thinks about the, the the mobbing of a legend of wrestling by these three these three hooligans and the Four Horsemen, Oli Anderson, Aaron Anderson, and of course Ric Flair. Here we go. I'm gonna play it. Hit play, and uh, just listen up. Listen for Cornette's stupid voice. Come on, look at this. I want you some Not do the smart thing! Smart up. Get out of this business! Get rid of that contract! Get out of my life! You're I cannot believe this! This is the greatest thing uh, I've ever seen in no, my life! Smart up. Get out of it! Oh! This is pathetic! Ric Flair! Absolutely pathetic! He gave the guy a chance! Well, he gave the guy a chance! And that is that is wrestling legend Jim Ross on the uh, commentary with uh, Jim Cornette. And he is, Jim Ross is um, understandably shocked and, and appalled by this behavior. Three men attacking one out of nowhere. You know, Flair hits him with a sucker punch, and the rest of them start attacking Sting. And if, I know it's a visual thing. This is to prove a point against Jim Cornette. So, But, you know, I, I encourage you to check out the video. It's a good video. Uh, the horseman turn on Sting, probably, or whatever. Kick Sting out of the horseman. So anyway, uh, you hear Jim Cornette, and he says that this is wonderful that this gang beating on an icon named Sting, and then he tries to tries to make you know, oh, they gave him a chance, they didn't give him a chance, Jim, you know that. And why why are you always why are you always defending the evil people? Well, this is back in the '80s, and you were doing it then. It's only gotten worse now. You're besmirching lady podcasting, Jim. And I'm here to defend her virtue, to defend her honor, to throw a chastity belt on her so that you can't hurt her anymore. Because you know what, Jim, you're not hurting her actually, but you're trying to, and that's enough for me. That's enough for me to get you. You're 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 assaulting lady podcasting with cowtowing, and I won't have it anymore. Just like you were happy when they they attacked Sting, you're happy. You're happy to attack lady podcasting, and you're happy when people attack lady podcasting. I defend her, Jim. And now Sting's back in AEW. You're going to you're gonna insult him again? Huh? You're going to hope people beat him up? Three-on-one, four-on-one, five-on-one? What do you care, Cornette, right? You'll get your racket. You'll participate. If they would let you in the arena, which they won't. Because you made Chris Jericho mad, AEW champion. It's just, it's it's just sickening, Jim. It's sickening. It really is. But you know what? That's why we're here. That's why we're doing what we do every day. Every day, in day in day out, we're working on this podcast to make it better, to battle cowtowing. Those are our weapons, our our material, our unique hot takes. That's what the adorable boys fight with. And we're darn good at it, Jim. We're darn good at it. So that's a short podcast war today. Uh, we'll probably do what we had planned next week. It's pretty. It, it'll 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 be good for next week. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to with Sting debuting back in wrestling At AEW. I just wanted to to play this. Um, you know, just to get it. Just I I wanted to get the taste out of my mouth. My mouth, actually, to be honest with you. I don't want I don't want to have to mention Jim Cornette again during this whole podcast though it may come up he may come up. Some, you know, he's like a he's like a little weasel. He always kind of pokes his head up. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky, I'm a, I'm a Kentucky weasel. So, Jim Cornette, your podcast is poopy in my opinion. Poopy. All right, that is the end of the podcast war. Um, I'm sorry to assault you with it at first, but now it's clear sailing from here on out now. We got a lot uh, to do on the podcast. It's going to be a real fun time as always. As you've come to expect from the adorable boys. I'm going to look at the rundown here and see what we got planned for you. Let's see. All right. You know, we just did the podcast war. That's uh that was first and foremost, the podcast war. All right, what what else do we got? We have of course we have John Cena's inspirational tweet of the week. We have, you know, what I promised you last week, War of the Roses. I completely forgot about it. We just ran out, ran out of time. I'm gonna get to that today. Brand new War of the Roses. You're gonna love it. Um, we got some, you know, Christmas. Christmas is coming up, so we got some tips for you on how to have a safe Christmas. Um, you know, overall and all, you know, especially in this time of COVID. Christmas in the time of COVID. Maybe that's a movie that I'll write. You know, I am pretty talented. Uh, let's see, Vito the Vegan Guido. He's gonna stop by. I don't know what he's going to be cooking, but uh, I'm sure he has something planned. And then we're going to get into the news. We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. Got, I, I got a whole whole table here full of stuff we can go to. We don't get to it today. We'll get to it next week. Um, might get a call in from the uh, the crazy crew. I'm a member of the crazy crew that we haven't um, brought on the podcast yet, but we know him from. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm not going to. If that happens, you know, it's gravy on an already great podcast. If it doesn't, well, then I'm sure this person will be back. Okay, I see no reason why we can't just jump into uh, John Cena's inspirational tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's John Cena, and this is his expiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets. Okay, I probably should have set this up before the production, but no big deal. Uh, we started this last week. John Cena, who follows the Adorable Boy podcast on Twitter, he just he, he you know, I noticed because uh, I obviously we follow him too. I noticed that his tweets are golden, and they're inspirational, and they're and they're. He's like a teacher. If you wanted to call him mentor, if you know, I think that'd be a. I think that'd be appropriate. You know, he's a he's a he's a guru of life. So, I think I thought the least that we could do for our fans, is to highlight one of his you know most one of his more inspirational or more useful tweets of the week. They're all gold. Every single thing he tweets is is amazing. But we like to pick one and just kind of expand upon it or expound upon it. So we picked this one today. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it a little. And that's how this works, because uh, it's John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week, as you heard the song. Okay, here it is. Now, this is three sentences. After I do this, we're going to break it all down. It's going to be great. Here's a tweet from John Cena find growth in every setback, find joy in every triumph, earn each day. Unbelievably massive amount of things in those three little sentences. So here we go. Find growth in every setback. You know, people who don't succeed, look at, you know, they they get to a, a difficult part of the road, they get to a setback, maybe they move backwards a little, not, they don't move towards their goal, they move backwards, and they think, oh, well, that's it. I can't do this anymore. They don't see it as a, they don't see it as a setback. They take it as something that that should destroy their dreams. But what John Cena is saying here is setbacks aren't. They don't destroy you. They make you better. They help you to grow. If your road is smooth the whole way, you're not going to grow. Okay, that's what John Cena is saying here. Try to understand him. Okay. So you get to a problem, whatever your goal is, it, and which you sh- we should all set goals for ourselves as our goal is to be A number one podcasters. And, you know, by all accounts, we've we've achieved that, but we're going to keep moving forward. Um, so fi- fi- don't, don't look at a setback. Don't look at a problem. Don't look at a mistake. We all make mistakes. I don't know that John Cena does. Now, he's humble, so he would tell you he does. I don't know. I'm not so sure. That's all I'm saying. Um... But you you use those setbacks to grow further. You step on top of them to make yourself go higher, and maybe the huge setback. So you climb on top of them. But either way, you're going higher. How do you think John Cena won the WWE Championship so many times? How do you think he's he's performed the way he's performed in in Hollywood movies? He's a big act. He's a big movie star. So many great movies. He was in um, Daddy's Home the the and I think Daddy's Home too. The uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Will Ferrell movie, which is hilarious, and John Cena was great in it. He's going to be in the new Suicide Squad. He he delivers results. He doesn't look at things as a problem. He looks at them as an opportunity. And that's what that first sentence is saying. Then he says, find joy in every triumph. Just, you know, brilliant words because so many driven individuals like John Cena, who aren't as wise as him, you know, they they... they, they Achieve their goal. They make it, or you know, they achieve something. They win. They have a win. They triumph. But they don't give it its proper due. And when you don't do that, you're you're shortchanging yourself, and you're actually damaging your ability to move forward towards more triumphs. So you must you must find the joy in every triumph. You must you must view every setback as an opportunity, and you must find joy in every triumph. You must you must let yourself feel that, and that will give you fuel to go on further. And then the last sentence, earn each day. I mean, come on. Earn each day. Each day isn't just given to us. You might think it is. You might think we deserve every day. We don't. We have to earn it. Make today better than yesterday. Do something today that you didn't think you could do. Go one inch farther. One inch farther every day, if if that's all you can. Just make sure you move that little bit forward. And by the end of the week, you'll be seven inches farther. That's what John Cena's saying here these three th- three simple sentences say so much coming from the guru john cena follow him on twitter if you're not following him already because it's 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 a sight to behold if there's one twitter account to follow and this is where i'm showing you my humility if there's one twitter account to follow it's john cena i mean i'm sure you all follow the adorable boys too because we have you know so many twitter followers but then again, we're being shadow banned, so it doesn't look like we do, but we do. The shadow banning of the adorable boys is going to epic proportions, but we'll talk about that later, maybe. So follow John Cena, get his inspirational tweets, and then tune in here to hear my take on them. My interpretation of them. I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you learned from it. Because that's the point. This has been John Cena's Inspiring Tweets of the Week on the adorable boy podcast John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week it will inspire you he will inspire you because he's John Cena and this is his inspiring tweet of the week John Cena will inspire you with his tweets that's just wonderful love it every week love John Cena's tweets okay we are heading uh, towards a break here but first I actually I wanted to mention something I just saw too I I was looking at my phone Uh, and this is so far it's been a very wrestling heavy show but uh, you know that's just how it goes sometimes I saw a thing that said uh, one of the AEW shows in December, Snoop Dogg is going to be on commentary. And I just, I can't imagine what he's going to add to the show. You know, I, I and I don't know who would want to listen to it. I can't imagine. I mean, he's got to be like a 60 year old guy right by now. And, you know, it's like, oh, I don't, I'm, maybe he likes wrestling, but still, I don't think he can commentate. I don't think it'll be entertaining. I think it'll turn people off. It'll turn me off. I don't need to hear about a a body slam shizzle and nizzle and flizzle and whatever he's talking about. Never liked Snoop Dogg that much. I'm not really a rap fan. Though I do enjoy all the fruits of our cultural stew. There is some good rap out there, but I find most of it to be not good. And, um... He's just... uh, He's just been a pop culture guy for years, and I just... I can't stand it. I wish he wasn't. I wish, um... He wasn't famous. And I'm sick of seeing him. Like, yeah, how many more years are they going to do the whole juxtaposition of Snoop Dogg, this, you know, gangster rapper who's known for smoking pot and all that, and then they put him with Martha Stewart? Oh my gosh. <gasps> is anyone shocked by this anymore? It's so stupid. Ugh. There were all these stupid, I couldn't even name one, but you know them. The stupid commercials where Snoop is doing something and then Martha Stewart comes and, you know, does her thing and she's, you know, all proper and trying to rein him in, but she can't rein him in because he's Snoop Dogg. Yet no it's it's been like fifteen years they've been doing this. We're sick of it. I'm sick of it. But I guess Snoop Dogg on AEW in a few weeks. And maybe he'll be talking about pimping or something, I don't know. Remember when remember when, you know being a pimp? It was probably the early early two thousands. Being a pimp was something like that people thought was good? And Stoop Dog was basically like the head of that. He used to go on things with that other guy. Uh, I think his name was Don Magic Wan. And and they would say they're pimps. And, and maybe they were really. I don't know. But I just, you know, I never thought that being a uh, a sex trafficker was a good thing. But apparently in the early 2000s in pop culture, it kind of was. Apparent, not to some people anyway. And And I remember then too, like sometimes you would ask someone... You know oh, how you doing? You know, just a, a common courtesy, and they'd say pimping, and it's like what you're—you're you're exploiting women, you're forcing them to sell their bodies and taking their money, and then being violent towards them. And I don't get it. What does that mean? I—I I, I, don't—I don't get it. I didn't get that whole thing, and it seems to be something we've all forgotten. I mean, why is why didn't hasn't Snoop Dogg been canceled for, you know, the decade where he ran went around saying he was a pimp? I don't know. I guess some questions just don't have answers. Alright, I'll leave you on that. Snoop Dogg gonna be on AEW, I probably if I'm going to watch that episode. I don't really watch wrestling. I just kind of read the news. If I do watch that episode, I'll I'll do it with the sound off. I'm not gonna subject myself to that. Alright, we're gonna head into commercial. We're just getting started here on the Adorable Podcast. Come along back with us. Take the ride. Take the ride. Be back after this. This fall, Gotham's favorite roided-up madman becomes Brooklyn's favorite gynecologist.
1: Good day,
0: Robinsons! Um, hello? Where is our normal doctor? The the doctors are weak, they can't deliver your baby. But worry not. Your great child will endure. To worry, we take the baby from the corrupt clutches of the uterus, the oppressor of generations who have kept your family down with myths of opportunity, and we give the baby to you, the parents. The newborn will be yours. None shall interfere. DO AS YOU PLEASE!
1: Well, I never thought my baby would be delivered by a man wearing a mask, with tubes going from it into his back. But I guess we can trust you.
0: No one cared who I was, so I put on this mask. Why are you wearing the mask anyway?
1: Oh honey, it's okay.
0: No, I think we should know. Unimportant. Now, let's just make a plan to liberate that baby from your womb.
1: You mean a birth plan? Okay.
0: Wonderful. let's me walking through the process. You will be given an
1: epidural, I will induce labor, and I will rip the baby from your
0: lines, providing I have your cooperation. Is there any other doctor we could see? So if you want your Thursday nights to be hilarious, check your local listings this fall for the Bane Cosby Show. Hey guys and goyles, this is the star of the Adorable Boy Podcast, Vito the Vegan Guido. And I bought some time on the podcast to tell you all about my investment firm, VVG Investments. That's Vito the Vegan Guido Investments. You got money, right? So give some to me. Hey, I invest it. I make you money. I make money. You make money. We're both rich. What's the matter with that? It's Vito. Your friend, it's your boy Vito. Give me the money. I put it in things. I invest it in things. You make money. We make money. So if you want to make money with Vito, if you want to live a star's life like Vito does, meet me in the alley behind the Chase Bank. And Vito will tell you all you need to know about de-investing. And remember, yous can invest with other people, but yous don't have to. That's Vito, the Vegan Guido Investments. Yeah, I read it. Now where's my lasagna? Hurry, this is this is Rodney Dangerfield. And I don't get no respect. But you know who do get respect? The adorable boys. They're legends. Legend, comedy legend, Rodney Dangerfield, showing us some love. We recorded that uh, before his untimely passing. We know he's up there somewhere smiling down at us. Rodney, we love you. I guess God needed to laugh. That's why he took you. All right. We are chugging along right on with the Adorable Boy podcast. You know, it's interesting. I uh, was listening to the commercials, and I heard one for vegan uh, Vito the Vegan Guido's um, investment firm which i didn't know, even know he had and Vito was actually on the show for the first time last week he did a cooking segment i figured you know that's something we'll do pretty often if not every week maybe but um we invited him in to do another one this week and he should be have gone straight to the adorable boy kitchen that was why I, what i instructed frank and beans to do i don't know why he didn't but you know it's frank and beans you know how stupid producers are um so anyway he's out he's out here right now and i guess we'll just bring him in and see. Uh, See see what's going on. Yeah, bring him in, Frankenbeans. Beans. Alright, Vito's in the studio and he is wearing a velour jumpsuit. Um good to good to see you, Vito. You know, for the future, I thought I told you this last week, but I definitely told Frankenbeans Beans. When you come in, just go straight to the kitchen. I'll throw it to you from there. Uh, they'll hook you up with the headphones. You can hear me and all that. Okay, sound good. Oh wait! I came in here to talk to you. You know what, what? What is this all about? Well, well, I mean, you're gonna. You have. What are you gonna cook? Do you have it? Do you have it set up over there? I don't even. What what, what dish are you gonna cook today for us? I didn't bring it. I didn't bring anything to cook. But what's the matter with you? What am I supposed to cook every time I come on here? Well, yeah, that's the. That was the idea. You you're, you have a cooking segment. I mean, wh- I, I like you and everything, but what am I going to talk to you about now? I got a whole bunch of stuff I could talk about, Spud. What do you want to talk about? What's a ma va You know, I, I, you do a cooking segment. I, you have to do it, and then we can talk about other stuff. I don't know what what the problem is. Yo, I know a lot of stuff, Spud. Okay, I'm a smart man. So, you. Well, what is with the hostility, man? Just we're doing a podcast here. I can't just have you walk in and and what do nothing. Just next time, it is not a big deal. Just next time, bring something to cook, make a recipe. I'm sure you have a million of them. You know what else I have a million of? (coughs) Use. I have so many of those. But I'm gonna (coughs) and then I'm gonna (coughs) and you're not even gonna see it (coughs) coming. All right. First of all, you can't curse in here. The FCC. You want us? You want them to revoke our podcast license? We're enough trouble as it is. We're controversial. You can't curse in here, man. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with me? What's the matter with you, Spud? I come in here to do your show out of the goodness of my heart, and this is how you treat me, you... <coughs> and then I'm gonna... <coughs> you and your... Alright, alright, you idiot, just sit down. Destroy the whole room. Get you arrested for this, what's wrong with you? Alright, now listen. You don't want to talk about... You don't, you don't have anything to cook, let's talk about veganism, okay? and let's not have any more outbursts like that please thank you oh, okay Spud, i'm sorry i'm sorry sometimes I'm a little hot headed i'm sorry well let's let's reset let's get our let's harness our chi i'm into i'm into chi and i'm a vegan too so you know i'm really really progressive you know what i'm saying i'm i'm smart so let's just calm down what what do you want to know about veganism and i'll tell you what you need to know okay so one thing i was confused about before is that you say you you're vegan not only for health but because you love animals I mean but last week you were in leather shoes this week you have a you have a velour jumpsuit on with, with you have leather shoes and I I mean it looks like you have a shark's tooth hanging around your neck in a in a in a, in a gold chain so I guess so it's really more about health and not so much about p- protection of animals because hey I love animals just like you do but I also eat animals. so is that kind of where you are too where sometimes you think it's justified To eat animals, or or to use them for clothes. And for you, veganism is more of a health thing. You little mother... I'm gonna drive to your house, Spud. I'm gonna... I'm gonna put sugar in your gas tank. I'm gonna blow your house up. That's what I'm gonna do. Then I'm gonna stab you in the stomach. And then in the eye. I love animals, and that's why I'm vegan. End of story. How dare you ask me that question, Spud. You... I'm gonna... I'm so... Mad right now. Listen, you keep cursing like that. We're not gonna have a show. The FCC is going to come down on us. We've been persecuted by the FCC. And that's what's happening, okay? And now we have a a Democratic uh, administration coming in. And how do you think they're going to view the adorable boys, the free thinkers that we are? They're going to use every opportunity to try and get us down. And if you curse like that, you're giving them a chance. So stop it. Oh spud i'm I'm sorry i don't want to I don't want him to take you down i just wanna I just want to get my point across. you know I'm not a bad guy, I'm done for violent. I just you know sometimes I get mad all right whatever let's let's talk You have an investment thing. I didn't even know you had one. I met you when you were standing outside a real estate office, and from your advertisement that ran here, you say you you do your investment business from the back of a chase bank, so let me know what tell me about this investment business. Oh, you know, Spud, thank you very much, you know. I like to hustle, and I'm just smart. I'm smart, you know? I just know that I'm smart and I work hard. So if people give me their money to invest, then I can invest it in other things. I can take my cut and invest my money. So there's a lot of investing going on, you know? It's very technical. A lot of investing. You know, I don't think you're going to understand it. But then I get rich. So, have I mean, what's your record so far? Have you Have you done well? Well, I gotta get the money first, but I I had I people I advertise so that people will give me their money to invest, and that's how it starts. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you haven't done this. You just made a commercial, and you meet people behind a alley in a bank. Oh, you know, Spud, I'm street smart. You know, I didn't go to college, but I'm street smart, and I know these things, and I pick up things quick, so just people, you want to give me some money to invest? Oh, no, my, my portfolio is diversified. My portfolio is, is golden. So I, I don't need your services. Thank you, though. So if you have a lot of money to give me some to invest, what's it going to hurt? Well, we we pay you to be on the show and your segments, and you're not even doing what, what you're supposed to do this time. But we're still going to pay you. Well, I can't invest that spot. I got to live. I got to buy my vegan bordel and pasta chote and, and mozzarella and pepperoncine. Well, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you get another job. I mean, it seems to me like you just hang out in front of and behind, you know, legitimate businesses, but you're not associated with them because you're not associated with Chase Bank, right? Oh no, in no way am I associated with them, Spud. No, no, no. Don't put that out there. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm an independent guy. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm hustling, Spud. You know how it is. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, uh, Vito. Um, I guess that's it. So next week, come on with the recipe. And uh, do you have any ideas what you might come on with next week? But I'm going to tell you how to make some uh, nice uh, vegan... Uh, bah, 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 bah. Eggplant Parmesan. Oh, it's going to be so good it's going to melt in your mouth and the sauce and the sauce and the sauce. All right, we can look forward to that. <sighs> wonderful, wonderful. I thought no, I, well, I guess the cheese and everything. Okay, well, looks, I can't wait. So thank you for coming in. And we will, we'll see you next time. And hopefully you'll, you'll bring your recipe to cook. Now, what do you mean by that, Spud? Do you need me to bust bar? Do you need me to beep? and then your face? No, I don't, Vito. No, I don't. So please, um, we're gonna, I wasn't planning on going to break, but looks like we're gonna have to, to get you out of here. So that was Vito, the vegan Guido, on the Adorable Boy podcast. We will be back after this. This fall, Nina brings the attitude back to daytime television. Is your brother gay? She's asking the question and getting the answers no one else gets. I believe in that old thing, so the people shall know. So that's where I'm coming from. But is he gay? This daytime queen isn't afraid to tell anyone what she thinks.
1: And I think that people are, again, I'm not saying that I'm I'm happy that it's this way, but I feel that people are more comfortable with people who look like they look, who dress like they look
0: to listen to the same music, eat the same food, the same If you're looking for a daytime show that covers all the hot topics, Nina has you covered. Male sexual dysfunction. Murder. What does race really have to do with how we define ourselves as people? What are George and Weezy doing now? Male sexual dysfunction. Join us this fall as Nina takes back daytime TV. Male sexual dysfunction. Suspenseful Cop Show, proud sponsor of the Adorable Boy Duel, bring to you Suspenseful Cop Show character profile. Better looking than she should be, female detective. So what's it like being a detective?
1: Oh, I see so many horrific things that it makes it impossible for me to have a relationship. And men are always intimidated by a woman in power.
0: Oh. Then why did why are we on a date?
1: Because it gives viewers a more intimate look into my character's psyche.
0: No matter what, she always puts a victim's needs first.
1: I know it's tough, but I promise, we're gonna put him away for good. But what if you don't find him before he gets to me? Well, then he'll probably kill you, and then we won't have any case against him. It doesn't happen too often. You want some juice?
0: And when it's time to take care of business, she's not afraid to get her hands dirty.
1: I'll turn the lights off. Got him.
0: Suspenseful Cop Show. Justice is a. We are back on the Adorable Boy podcast. We're here. We're adorable. Get used to it. That's what we say. Okay, we're going to get right into the segment that we love and we've been doing it for years. You've heard it often do du- often imitated, never duplicated. We're about to do the War of the Roses. Okay. Now we have Sandra and she's on the line. Say hi to the say hi to the Adorable Boy podcast audience, please, Sandra. Hi
1: everyone. This is Sandra, and I'm
0: calling. Okay, Sandra, just uh, sit tight there for a second, because this is going to get confusing. Okay, so we're doing the War of the Roses, and Sandra is um, the person this week. And she believes that her significant other is cheating on her, uh, with actually a guy who is a member of the Adorable Boy Crazy Crew. Um, I don't. Th- he was at the podcast duel, but he- I don't think he's been on the air. Um, his name is Carl the Corpse. And he's been with us forever. he wasn't even rotting that bad when he started out uh coming on the show and but he's pretty much unrecognizable as a human uh now, but anyway, Carl the corpse has a caretaker, and her name is Jody, and Jody is Sandra's girlfriend now, Sandra believes that Jody is cheating on her with someone she doesn't know who so um what we're going to do is we're going to call up Jody, and we're going to tell her that she won a uh, all-expense-paid trip to Kenosha, Wisconsin. And then we're going to ask her who she wants to bring. And ideally, for the good of everyone, uh, she would want to bring Sandra, her girlfriend. But, you know, maybe if she is cheating on her, we're thinking that she might bring this other person. So we're going to give her a call. And we're just going to see what what goes on here, okay? Are, is that okay, Sandra? Did I get everything?
1: Oh, yeah, uh-huh. You, you got it all, Spud. That, that's what's going on. So should I, should I just stay on the line?
0: Yep, just hold the line there, Jody. We're going to make the call, and we're going to see what happens. Okay. Dial it up right now. Right, it seems like we got a busy signal there. You know when you do real bits on the radio and podcasts, you run that risk. Gonna give them another talk. To- gonna give the number another try here. Dial it up, Franklin means.
1: Um, hello. Who's this?
0: Hello, am I speaking to Jody?
1: Uh, yeah. This is Jody.
0: Well, hello, Jody. My name is George Clooney, and I'm calling from the place that gives away trips. And we'd just like to inform you that you will have won an all-expense paid trip to Kenosha, Wisconsin.
1: Oh, that's weird. I don't remember entering anything. Why did I win this?
0: Oh, no, yes, we get that a lot. Um, You won this because you purchased stamps recently and when you do that you're entered into a, a a trip giveaway.
1: Oh, well that sounds perfectly reasonable. I can't believe I won.
0: Well, you did win. Uh, wh- what do you think? This is some kind of radio thing? No, you won. I I I resent you your implication that this isn't real.
1: Oh, well I'm sorry. I, I didn't say that. I, I I'm just shocked that I won.
0: All right, listen, do you, do you want to talk about how shocked you are all day or do you want to Get your trip. You know, I got I'm a busy man. I got a podcast I I got trips to give away.
1: Oh no, yes, I'd love to, because this sounds all so reasonable. What do I have to do to win?
0: Well, Jody, all you have to do is give me the name of the guest that you wanna take with you. Hmm. Do you wanna you wanna give me that name? Is that something you wanna the name of the person you're going with? I assume it'd be your girlfriend or boyfriend or something.
1: Um, okay, yes. I I think I'll bring I'll bring Carl now he's he's my boyfriend, but he's he, he's not alive he's a corpse is is that going to be okay? Can I bring him
0: well uh this is unexpected um you want to bring Carl the corpse to on your trip with you
1: uh yeah, it's weird. The only people that call him that are the people on that that podcast that used to be a radio show, but yeah, that's what I want to bring will that be okay?
0: Well, you know, Jody, uh maybe you don't want to ask us that question. Maybe you want to ask your girlfriend, Sandra, who is on the line with us. How
1: could you do this to me? You're cheating on me with Carl the corpse? That's necrophilia. Oh, uh, hello? Um, I, wh- that's such an ugly word. I I don't want to, I mean, are you on the, what is going on with the?
0: Yes, that's right, Jody. You've been caught in the War of the Roses on the Adorable Boy podcast. So now I'm going to hang up on both of you because we just set this in motion and then, you know, leave it because that makes sense. Uh, we just destroyed people's lives. Um, it, I, let me... I will say this. that I hung up on them. War of the Roses is done. I know Carl the corpse and... I mean, I I figured she was cheating but I didn't think it would be with him. I figured there's someone else but I mean, he, she's with... She's always been his caretaker. Whenever he's come on here, she's been with him. So I guess... Jody and Carl the corpse have formed a bond. Which is weird. But hey, I guess he needs love too. The dead need love too. They seem to vote, so why not get let them have love too? Alright. Wow. Uh, I'd like to take a break for that, but we don't have one scheduled. Uh, we're going to head right into the news. The news of the day. All the news that's fit to talk about on the podcast is what we're going to talk about. Okay, uh, one of the things in the news is that uh, Joe Biden is considering New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, as a candidate for Attorney General in his administration, which, um, I mean, I I guess if the prerequisite is is making decisions that kill thousands of people, that's a good choice. Um, I have some other choices that might be as good considering Cuomo's record. So here are some, I mean, just... I just got a list of a few a few suggestions I have. If he's gonna consider Cuomo, why not consider uh um, raising Charles Charles Manson from the dead and having him be Attorney General? That'd be good. Uh Adolf Hitler, he's good too. I mean there are these jails full of people. I mean they didn't kill on the level. You know, people didn't i now I'm not saying Governor Cuomo killed anyone. His decision did, his his he legislated deaths, which isn't the same as murder. But, um, I mean, if you're going to pick Cuomo, why not any of these guys in the jail? You know, there's thousands of people, and they're probably a lot less annoying, too. I, uh, I find Cuomo quite annoying with his, this tough guy bit. It's just, it's just stupid. And, uh, but I mean, it goes in line with, with what politicians do. They, they pick idiots for, to do things and they do it stupidly, but no one ever gets, uh, Blamed. I mean, you talk to a lot of people out there. They'll say Cuomo is the greatest guy ever. They'll say Biden is the greatest guy ever. Uh, you know, obviously. Neither of those are true. So I've, that's just part of the news. Had a few suggestions for Attorney General for, uh, under Joe Biden. And of course, uh, the election still goes on. Trump's uh, Texas had a, a lawsuit. and From what I understand, their point was that They were were basically, I don't know what you could say, where they were suing the swing states with Georgia and Wisconsin and all those states that gave Biden the election, if indeed he has won yet. But they were suing them, uh, well, they were in court saying that their failure to adhere to protocols for an election is affecting Texas and every other state in the country uh, by by having, you know, what they call a fraudulent election. Fraudulent election. That went to the Supreme Court and it was struck down. They did not agree, apparently. So that that's done. It wasn't brought by Trump. It was supported by Trump. I'm pretty sure. I know that. I don't think it was brought by Trump or his legal team. Uh, the, the conservative justices that we were told were going to bring about the end of times uh, was Kavanaugh and Gorsuch to a less, lesser extent before Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh apparently was going to be the worst justice ever, as well as uh, Amy Coney Barrett. They all voted against that. They voted. They said that that Texas had no case, basically. So I don't know. I th- I thought they were all supposed to be, you know, the, the antichrists, but apparently, they voted against Trump's interests here. But but I, all I know is that everyone I talked to, every liberal anyway, was telling me how they're going to destroy America with their with their decisions, and yet they go against Trump on this. So go figure. But uh, yeah, so that was you know I mean this thing isn't over. I don't think. Uh, I I just don't. If the election was fraudulent, you know, they had all the recounts and all that stuff. If if the election was fraudulent, the I mean, there are wouldn't the recount just be counting fraudulent votes? Isn't that, you know, they had some justification for what they were doing, even if it was fraudulent. So I don't know what a recount does. If, they, you know, if they changed votes and, they, I, and I'm not saying they did. These are all the accusations. If they change the votes, the votes are still changed. I don't, you know, and I'm sure if if I were going to plan a, a, you know, election fraud, I would do it so that it wouldn't show up in recounts. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot not to. So, but this isn't over. I don't know. I mean, it's still likely Biden becomes president and is sworn in on January 20th. But you never know. I don't know. You never. You never ever know. You cannot count Trump out. For better or worse, you can't. So we'll see. You know, everyone you look at the media and all of the enlightened liberals out there who you know how I feel about liberals. I also feel similar about conservatives, but right now liberals are the bigger idiots. Uh you know the you know, they all say that oh Biden won, no question, no question. But it, it it's not done yet. It, it probably will end that way. But it isn't done yet. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, going further, we had, uh, the Eric Swalwell story. Now, this is an interesting one that's getting attention from some people and and not from others, as as you would expect. Alright, so background. He's a, um, he's a 40 year old and he is a representative uh, in California, House of Representatives. He's been there for a few years. Um, he also, he was in some of the, uh, he, he he tried to run for president last year but didn't you know get enough support and dropped out early on now the story is that this chinese spy uh started a relationship with him and this apparently according to the intelligence is uh, is pretty pretty typical for what Ch- these chinese spies do they start relationships with these up and coming politicians and they get whatever information they can swallow. well was on the uh, intelligence, the national uh, security or something committee the, in the House of Representatives. So he was he he had you know pretty pretty high level secret information about the U.S. government and, and its dealings throughout the world, and he had this rela- and apparently it was a sexual sexual relationship with this woman. He says that he found out about her in 2015, who she was, and he hasn't talked to her since. Uh, you know, I'm, do we believe him? Whatever. Uh, I'm reading the article here. Obviously, it's biased. They said they don't think that she got any information. She she might not have, but this these reporters don't know. They're just, you know, trying to minimize the damage this does. So, I mean, Chinese spies apparently are... are Doing this all the time, and of course Swalwell, Swalwell—I guess that's how you say it. I don't really care. Um, of course he then goes to saying that it's all Trump's fault that he was just being targeted because he's a a critic of Trump, and which is true, he is, you know, and and he would be targeted for that, but it's just probably nice to have that get out of jail free card. You could you could kill someone. And when someone accuses you of it, just say, "Oh, that's just Trump trying to Trump trying to take me down. Did you kill the person?, well, maybe I don't know, but but look that guy's trying to take me down. Never mind the blood on my shirt and the and the bloody knife in my hand. Look at Trump. he's the bad one, so, but no one you know the Republicans aren't going to do anything about it. I think he's still on that intelligence committee i don't I don't know for sure about that, but I think he is. The Democrats sure won't do anything, they don't care. How many of them are also in the same situation? You know, maybe Swalwell knows some other guys who have been with some other spies, and he'll spill the beans on them if they say anything. So really, as always, it's the American public that gets taken advantage of here. Swalwell gets, you know, his his spot on a on a intelligence panel. He gets to keep his his House of Representatives position, you know, because the people of California think it's gonna vote him in again because he's a Democrat. Um the Chinese spy maybe got some information. Who knows? Maybe high level, maybe just something that'll help them in the future, some small thing, you know. And and what do we get? Nothing. We get we get played played as a fool, as always, by the Democrats and the Republicans. So, lucky us, right? But the Adorable Boys will talk about this. We'll talk about the stuff that no one wants to talk about. We'll talk about the Hunter Biden stuff. You know, this is very similar to that kind of, because all of that stuff came out the week before the election. The and I'm talking about the actual videotapes of him smoking crack and, and being with women and naked pictures of him. It all came out the week before the election from some Chinese group, and you couldn't find it on any news thing. You couldn't Google it. You Googled it, You you couldn't find it. The only way I found it was on Twitter. Some people were passing it around. And if you were, you know, savvy enough you could you could see it. And no one reported on it. Now, any any logical individual out there who may maybe you lean left, just think about that. What and I'm not even talking about Trump. Any other presidential candidate who had a kid who had photos leaked by, by a foreign enemy. By by some some because I don't know that this group was an enemy actually. What what they said was they're against the, the Chinese regime, so whatever. But well, these people who, who reside in a country that is an enemy to the United States release pictures of a president's son engaged in illicit activity. Tell me another candidate who who that would be ignored for. Maybe another Democrat. Not a, not a Republican. I'll tell you that much. The media went after uh, George Bush's two daughters for a long time about how they're alcoholics and all that stuff. Uh, obviously, they go after Trump's family. But not Hunter Biden, not the week before the election. Why? And that has nothing to do with Biden being president, but it would look bad on him. You know, and people would vote differently. But it's just weird that no one reported it. Even Fox News. Even the conservative people. Maybe the other, you know, the the farther ones did. But none of the mainstream ones, that would have an effect. Think about that. Think about all this. Think about Swalwell. Think about how no one's doing anything. Even though they know he's engaged in a relationship with a spy. These things don't make sense. Not 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 if you're thinking that there's a media that seeks truth and justice and, and what's best for America. These things don't make sense if, if that's your view of the media. So something's off here. The adorable boys are just trying to shed a light on it. That's what we do. All right, what else is in the news? Um, we have more COVID-19 lockdowns. So I think restaurants are ordered to close in uh, New York on Monday night. This coming uh, Monday was it uh, December 14th, I think. Um, And I know a lot of things over in L.A. Also, in order to close, that happened a few weeks ago, though. And I don't know. uh, I mean, I think it's pretty, I don't, you know, no matter what you hear, that people always say, oh, we're following the science, we're following the science. As if, you know, they don't even know what science is, apparently, if they're saying that sentence, because science is a tool. Used to find truth, you know. Saying I believe in science is like saying I believe in hammer. Are hammers useful? Yes, of course. Is science useful? Yes, of course. But what you're you you, in your search? I mean, science is is a tool used to search for truth. And what many people are doing, they're taking the process to find the truth, and making that more important than the truth itself, which makes no sense. So. I don't know, I mean, with all the social distancing practices that have been going on in restaurants that you know I've seen myself, I don't know how much safer everyone is closing all the restaurants indiscriminately. End of story. Never mind what that's doing to the economy, and, and people say, you know, want to forget about the economy. You want to say, you know, well, do you want people to die? No, I don't. But I don't want businesses to fail. I don't want entire cities to fail. You know, you have you have Governor Cuomo out there accepting awards, an Emmy award somehow, or you know what? You know what? An honest mayor would do. He would say, "Listen, I'm not accepting that award. I'm not in that venue. I'm not in that that medium. I'm a government official. I'm trying to to run a government, run a state, run the big one of the most important states in the world. There's so many things on my plate right now. Do not give me this award. I I don't want it. I." Just don't give it to you. That's what an honest mayor would do. Of course, Cuomo is an attention. Uh, He's starved for attention. So he'll take it and he'll he'll use it to, to aggrandize himself. And then he'll put down Trump in the same part. And blah, blah, blah. While, while the city burns. You know, he writes a book about how to last through a pandemic during a pandemic. For money. You know, for money. And for, for recognition to... Maybe, and maybe, you know, I don't even know. Maybe he's donating all the proceeds from that book to charity. But either way, it's for himself. It's to make him feel better. It's to make him look better. That's all, you know, that's all he cares about. It's clear. It's clear what he said. It's clear that he does. You know, he's supposed to be an inclusive mayor. And I know I brought this up a few weeks ago on the podcast, but I think it bears repeating. He's an inclusive mayor and he cares about everyone. And yet... He took the Tappan Zee Bridge, which which name comes from from Native American words, and he renamed it after his dad. I have no problem with with uh, Mario Cuomo. He was the former uh, governor of New York. But but you're not inclusive. You're not you're not you know. Everyone talks about how badly we treated the Native Americans, and he literally took some some something that was meant to honor them, an actual honor like the naming of a bridge and he named it after his own dad and no one said anything about it that that's a real part cuz i get you know naming it after his dad he's an egomaniac he's he wants his last name on it whatever he wants people to think that he's honoring his dad when he really he's again honoring himself but the fact that no one says anything about it is the thing because if someone else did that if a right winger did that it'd be the biggest thing ever it'd be it'd be they would say that you know they're, they're raping the indians again the, the native americans but he does it, and it's fine, and that just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so hopefully the people of New York smarten up. Though so there's going to be some tough times ahead, uh, and, and it's sad. It's sad, but New York will come back. It always does. Might be a while, but it'll come back. Um, these closures are. I feel bad for a lot of the people. They're lo- you know because they're losing their livelihoods, and and people say that they should just shut up about it. You know, the government's going to give the money, but and maybe the government will, but it's not going to be anywhere near the money they need or anywhere close to what they would have made. So not, not just restaurants, all other types of stores, you know. We're always told, shop local, shop small. And this happens, and the only ones that can operate are the big ones. I imagine Amazon has made more money during the pandemic. And Walmart and, and all the big chains and then somehow you know just watch they're going to blame this on capitalism they always do all these businesses out out gone and you know closed by people who who wanted the government to overstep the boundaries and got it government is all too happy to do that and they'll go back and they'll blame it on capitalism and 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 people fall for it it's it's frustrating but i guess we'll see and it doesn't matter that these, as I said, you know, these people say they believe in science, but they don't. They don't even, apparently don't even know what it is. Um, when the numbers come back or whatever, and, and things are just as bad, however, you know, whatever level they are after the restaurants and stuff were closed, they'll never admit, hey, we might have done something wrong because they already did it. They already did it wrong. P- things reopened. And now they're doing it wrong again. There's there's a certain segment of the population who who it doesn't matter what they do, what the political elite do, as long as they say they're doing it in the name of the people, they'll fall they'll vote for them they'll fall for it. It's uh it's a shame. You know when are we gonna wake up? Hopefully soon. That's all I have to say. Okay, the COVID vaccine is on its way too. The FDA approved it for emergency emergency use. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to uh, encourage or discourage anyone from getting it. You know, you you make your own choice. It's your life. And I won't judge you. I won't say you're stupid for getting it. I won't say you're stupid for not getting it. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep that personal. Um, but go do whatever you want. But But don't, you know, there's all this, there's, I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago about how uh president former president George Bush and Obama and uh Clinton were all going to get the covid vaccine on tv to to you know give people the a reason to trust it and whether you get it or not don't trust them because you're not you're not we don't get anything that the former presidents get what I'm, what I mean by what I mean by that is, they could be giving them anything, they could be giving them nothing, and you know, showing you know, oh, they got the the uh, vaccine and they're okay, you know, and and just don't fall for that. Don't fall for Fauci going on TV and saying, you know, black black people shouldn't be skeptical of getting it because because a black scientist created it. What does that matter? What 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 is that? What I mean, how how long can these people go on and talk down to to an entire group of people before that group of people realizes, oh, wait, they're the ones who looked out at us. You know, I mean, I, I thought we were supposed to be getting away from, from color dictating everything. And yet, you know, he goes on TV and, and says that n- not because it's a good idea, not because it'll c- protect you from the virus, not because it's, you know, vaccines are, are very effective overall, not because of any of those good reasons get it because the person who made it's skin color is the same as yours. So, yeah. I so I guess anyone, <laughs> you walk on the street and if any guy says he has a vaccine, if he has the same skin color as you do, take it. it must be good. You know, and it's a little little interview and I and I'm sure given another opportunity, Dr. I saw this uh interview on on the on the website or something Twitter somewhere. Um I'm sure if he could say it again, he would say it differently, but it just sho he didn't say it differently. He said what he said. And that shows where the mindset is. You know, we have to convince these people who aren't smart enough to to take the vaccine if it's a good thing for them. You know? They aren't smart enough to make their own decision. Is basically what they're saying. And it's just it's sickening. I know I say that a lot, but there are a lot of sickening things. Alright, we're gonna move into, I guess, a little bit more lighthearted news. Not really though. Um, saw a thing in the New York Post about how uh, radio legend Howard Stern is a Scrooge, and he he doesn't, you know, he's thrifty with his money and he's hard on his employees and stuff. And you know, if you and I used to listen to Howard Stern, you know, a while ago, before the show turned completely unlistenable. And if you, you know, if you think that. The guy who's talking on the radio was a normal guy. I mean, you know, I don't know. I just don't understand how you could think that. This guy hasn't been able to relate to normal people in, you know, 40 years, basically. Everywhere he went, he would have been mobbed. You know, everyone knows who he is. So he's not a normal person. He doesn't live a normal life. He'll try to convince you on on the show he does because it's how he, he wants to relate to his audience. It's, you know, a tactic that us broadcasters use. But he's not a regular person. So if you thought that, you know, he's generous and blah, 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 I'm sure he gives the charities, but I'm sure he only gives what he has to give so that he looks good. Which really, who cares? I mean, it's that parable from the Bible about the the poor woman who gave everything but it was just one coin and the rich guy who gave, you know, a lot, like a hundred coins, but it was only, you know, a small fraction of his of his treasures and how God was more happy with the one who gave the one coin same kind of uh concept he gives he gives money to charities so that he can say hey i gave money to charity what do you want from me even though you know he has and you know he deserves to 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 have his money he deserves what he earned but just you know don't try to fool people you know you're not generous you're not you don't really you know and and you don't i don't know him but you don't he doesn't care about anyone really i would think you know he cares about his family and stuff but but anyway, a lot of former workers. I know uh, the guy Steve Grillo. He was saying that uh, he worked as an unpaid intern for like seven years there, never got a check and and all that. Uh, who else? John, Stuttering John said he did the same thing. It all, also the the story talked about um, Scott, the engineer, is a legendary uh, feat, uh, character on that show, and also you know did engineering work. How, so I guess it's a long story, but his wife came down with cancer and Scott asked um, the, the lady that's bossing Stern around, whatever her name is. He asked her if he could make, if he could make a GoFundMe page for her. And they said, okay, just don't mention Howard Stern or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he did and he made some money. And, but unfortunately his wife passed away. And in the story too, it says that Howard didn't. Didn't because uh, Scott apparently works on a different floor. He said Howard didn't even go to offer condolences in person. This guy he worked with for forty years. He uh, sent an email, so you know, that's real classy. But then I guess Scott brought another a new girlfriend to a, a work function, and she was badmouthing Howard on how she he treated Scott. And then a few weeks later, Scott was fired, and they said it had nothing to do with that. But you know, I'm sure everyone has their opinions. But anyway. Um, I mean, you know that that's how he treats his employees. And if you thought he treated them any differently, you're insane. You know, I don't know why anyone would think that he would have been any better to to those people, to his employees. So, you know, so uh, it's really a shame that he's let because he 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 could have retired ten years ago, even five years ago, with a great legacy. But now earlier this year, he had the whole, the blackface thing came up and that got him into trouble and he had to apologize for that. And he, I don't even know if he apologized, but he had to explain it and that makes him look weak. And just, you know, that's just how it is. And just, he's, you know, the stupid celebrity interviews and the stupid, you know, attempt attempts to, to, to be shocking, but not really be shocking. Cause you don't want to lose the celebrity interviews. He used to get on the radio and just make fun of any celebrity not any celebrity but the ones he could and he went after them hard and now the, there's no celebrities that he can go after he can go after trump because you know obviously and ones like that but you know his fans that he he doesn't he doesn't make a good show anymore And you know and i like sal uh and richard they're both on that show they've been on there for like 15 years but they i'm not even saying they're not funny but but they've taken it as far as they can go you know you have these these ridiculous You know, prank phone calls. Some of them are probably fake. But you have these ridiculous prank phone calls followed by a hard-hitting interview, you know, with, I don't know, Madonna or something. A serious interview. His fans don't care about Madonna. And he can do whatever show he wants. It's just stop pretending like this is, you know, anything. He signed a new five-year deal. uh, Like last week or something. Who cares? I mean, you know, I... And then last time i listened which was probably like five or six years ago you know he's trying to make these characters out of these people that just aren't interesting or 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 they're not i think i think a lot of the show is written i mean it seems because i know in the scott uh the engineer story i read that it said that he was um after the gofundme thing he was banished to another floor and he wasn't written in scripts and the the big thing to that to me on that was that they have scripts you know, and stuff that, that Scott, because Scott didn't do voiceover, Scott didn't participate in that. He, he had arguments and stuff like that about his life on the air. So that would lead me to believe, and I don't know this, that a lot of that stuff was written. Which is, it's just stupid. And that's why it's not interesting. I mean, you could always, you know, and we, we do the same thing. We, we, as they say, jazz things up for the, for broadcasting to you know, make them more interesting. But to completely you know contrive a situation, I don't know that they're doing that, but I wouldn't be surprised. it's just I don't know it's just it's just it's just stupid you know it's 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 embarrassing is what it is and then Howard had that um that tape come out where he had a meeting with all his his uh staff members, and he was telling them to make fake Twitter accounts and tweet it. Lady Gaga and Bon Jovi to tell them they not wanna they should go on the Howard Stern show and it's like Ugh. So he really he's destroyed his legacy with all of these things. With the stuff with with the stupid celebrity interviews that, you know twenty years ago he was making fun saying that he wanted Rosie O'Donnell to die and then he was interviewing her. Kathy Lee Gifford, the same thing. Uh Ellen DeGeneres, he had some really bad words for her. Now apparently they're best friends. And so those that that way in that way he's betrayed his audience and destroyed his his reputation then this you know he's supposed to be this rock and roll dj i don't care i'm you know against the establishment having these these organized meetings get out there i I understand that he had them but you can't let that get out there at all because now you look like an idiot you know you're supposed to be the rebel and you're you're organizing things and you're 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 instructing your staff to make fake twitter accounts so that you can get celebrities on the show like you're you're basically it shows your desperation for these celebrities and that's oh is that a bad look for you howard oh oh boy and then the blackface thing i mean and his 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 explanation for it saying you know i was nuts back then i would have done anything to get ahead not it's not an excuse what have you changed you know i mean so and and where were you when I miss was fired and when all these other people were fired for things, and you have you know you and Jimmy Kimmel have these blackface things out there. Didn't get you fired. Got your new contract, I guess. But that's I guess that's up to SiriusXM. XM. So and he's he really has become the thing that he made fun of. I mean, he made a whole movie about how how much he loved his wife. Two years later, divorced. Used to constantly make fun of people for, you know, older actors for divorcing their wives when they get famous and marrying a much younger woman. He he went after Joe Piscopo for that. And it was funny when he did it. Don't get me wrong. What does he do? He divorces his wife, marries a woman who's 20 years younger than him. He's exactly what he always made fun of. I wish he would just get off the air and stop, you know, destroying his, his, his legacy. Ugh. But... I don't think he's going to do that, so whatever, you know, I mean, it's disappointing, he was a great broadcaster, but now he's just, I don't know what he is, an old lady, pretty much, so there you have it, that's the news, Um, I don't think there's anything else really to talk about here, Uh, we had a really fun show today, a lot of fun little heated uh exchange of veto the vegan guido but i think you know i think we all we all heard uh we understand each other now and things think it's gonna go great moving forward we took you to the podcast war again going after jim cow kowtowing ways then we did the war of the roses finally carl the corpse um apparently he's his caretaker is cheating on her girlfriend with Carl the Corpse. I wonder how that's going. And what else did we do today? We did a whole lot, and I'm really proud of it. And I hope you guys had fun. I know I did. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, you know, give us your opinions, suggestions, whatever you want to do, it is at Adorable Podcast. Facebook, The Adorable Boy Podcast. Instagram, at Adorable Podcast. AOL keyword adorable podcast. Yes. Yes. So thank you for joining us on this episode of the Adorable Boy podcast. We will be back next week with a special Christmas episode. Really going to enjoy that. So definitely join us. And for right now, this is Spud from the Adorable Boy podcast saying, See you later, toots.